What is up? Hello there. My name is Jessica Patching Bunch. You can call me JPB. And this is Brain Body Resilience. This is a podcast dedicated to growth, human development, and stressing a little bit less so you can go ahead and live a little bit more. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Brain Body Resilience Podcast. I'm your host, JPB. Let's talk about patience. I grew up with my mom constantly telling me that patience is a virtue. And if you've heard that too, I'm here to completely disagree and tell you why. Um, in a nutshell, patience is something you do. It is not something you are. And because I like a good, good Google search of definitions and where words come from, I looked up the word uh, virtue, and the word virtue comes from the Latin root ver for man, and at first virtue meant uh, manliness or valor, but over time it settled into the sense of moral excellence, a quality considered morally good or desirable in a person. And the uh, example that is given is patience is a virtue, which I thought was very fitting. Um, also, the archaic definition of virtue is virginity and chastity, especially of a woman, of course, which immediately with all of this tells me that whoever made this up, uh, this idea of virtue, uh, had this idea of hierarchy and power over others as a clear goal and um, an idea that we can have moral excellence. So, you know, fuck all that. Um, that's a whole other tangent. But I did see one entry in the meaning of virtue Google search that I was on uh, that was a little bit closer to my thoughts. And it says virtues are attitudes, dispositions, or character traits that enable us to be and to act in ways that develop this potential. They enable us to pursue the ideas we have adopted. And I like this one a bit more because it gives us the idea that virtues are and can be aspirational. And that's the thing with patience. Sometimes it is aspirational, but it is a practice. Patience isn't something that we just have inherently. It's not something that we just are or are not. You are a patient person. You're not a patient person. I, I have that. I was born with it or I wasn't. It's something that we choose and practice choosing consistently. And when your nervous system is dysregulated, choosing patience can be trickaby. Trickaby. I don't even, that's not a word. It can be tricky or it can be inaccessible. So when we have a dysregulated nervous system, we are more likely to feel a sense of urgency. It needs to be done now. And if it's not done right now, I might freak out right now. Let's remember that regulation in the nervous system doesn't mean that we're always calm and patient all of the time. It just means that our body can accurately assess and respond appropriately to the environment, both internal and external. So we don't want to be calm all the time. That's not useful when there is an actual threat or to our safety. And so with patience, we can have this sense of urgency because of a lack of a sense of safety leading to fear and urgency, or it might just be our desire for immediate reward. 
We do something and then we want to see the results of our effort in front of us immediately. Example, I went for a run the other day and I got home and looked in the mirror to check my progress. And I know there's not any progress to see, but I still looked. We want to see and have tangible evidence of our effort. And so, you know, patience and our desire for immediate reward or our lack of a sense of safety often are at odds with one another. Uh, And because of this, patience often goes hand in hand with our capacity for discomfort. Finding ways to calm yourself and keep negative emotions in check is an important part of building distress tolerance. We know this. And patience is the capacity to accept or tolerate setbacks, stressors, uncertainty, or suffering without getting angry or upset. Some things that contribute to this Self-knowledge, cognitive flexibility, emotional regulation. These are all predictors for patients and, as well, they are results of a balanced or rather balancing and well-regulated nervous system. I was reading an article entitled Examining the Relationship Between Patients' Emotional Regulation, Difficulty, and Cognitive Flexibility um, that was published in the European Journal of Education Studies. And uh, a line out of that article says, uh, in his re- research, Derna, 2008, so they're citing a paper by an author named Derna in 2008, stated that people who are in a hurry, who experience intense stress, and who are away from enjoyable work have a lower, <clears throat> excuse me, my voice is not cooperating today, uh, have a lower level of patience while talking or working. So people who are in a hurry, who experience intense stress, and who are away from enjoyable work have lower levels of patience. This is why nervous system hygiene and practicing finding joy, finding things to fill you up are necessary for building patience and all of the other things we talk about here. I want to highlight that part of that sentence, who are away from enjoyable work. That is an important part that we often put aside. And all of this makes sense to me, uh, like we've talked about, when we're in a dysregulated state or a state of high stress, high anxiety, high fear, etc., the part of our brain that deals with rational thinking and planning and self-compassion isn't as accessible because we don't need those things to survive. And so I will continue to repeat, you cannot live your best life in survival mode. And so getting out of survival, shifting out of that sympathetic high alert state, shifting into the parasympathetic side of the nervous system that helps us rest and repair and feel relaxed and calm, that helps us learn and think clearly and creatively and flexibly, this helps us create space to press pause. And those in-between spaces that we try so hard to rush through, the time that the thoughts and feelings and ideas and growth take to percolate, this is where patience lives. It is also where we can find a lot of discomfort. And while it may feel like we want to speed through these things and speed things up to get shit done, that urgency, again, there it is. And the time it takes is the right amount of time. Rushing things doesn't guarantee that they're done right. It just takes away our ability to be in the moments that actually prepare us for what comes next. To process, to prepare, to learn, to grow, to become 
and to practice the tools to endure all of the, the bumps along the way. And again, this is why practicing nervous system hygiene allows us to press that pause button so we can practice patience. It allows us to practice patience when we feel discomfort, to practice being flexible and learning new things about ourselves and the world around us, and our ability to navigate new, unexpected, unpredictable things around us. It also gives us the space to practice patience with ourselves, self-compassion, to practice patience with all of our wonderfully imperfect human things that we try to erase and cover up and put a filter on and make pretend that they we don't have these things that we call flaws that are actually just a part of being a human person. So patience, my friend, is not a virtue. It isn't something that you are. It's something that you do. It is a skill that takes practice. And like all skills, The more we practice pressing pause and choosing patience, the more we practice our nervous system hygiene and practice making space to choose patience, the more naturally it will come because neurons that fire together, wire together. You may have heard that saying, and if not, uh, fun fact, it is actually Hebb's Law, which describes how when a cell persistently activates another nearby cell the axons and dendrites of cells interact with each other and create a, an electrical firing or charge, then it, the connection between those two cells becomes stronger. It is essentially the rule for neuroplasticity, which is how we change our brain. This also accounts for the uh, degeneration of connections that aren't used as often. So we practice nervous system hygiene to practice pause for patients. And then in doing that, we are not practicing the automatic reactions or outbursts or anxious, overwhelm, fearful thoughts, the worry. And so those reactions take a back seat. They're not as strong. doesn't mean they're not there, but they weaken. All right, folks, that's it for today. If you found this episode useful, please do share it with someone who might also find it useful. I am so grateful every time y'all share these on social media, uh, mostly IG because that's the Instagram where I hang out and see it. And I love hearing what lands for you. If you want to connect or reach out, all of my info is always in the show notes, or you can just head to Instagram and find me there. If you've got requests or curiosities for a show topic, I would love to hear them too. Uh, We'll do this again next week. Until then, I'm wishing you a beautiful week. Peace out.